0: The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans, believers, and patriots alike. You are listening to a special edition of The Grid. We've titled this series January 6th eyewitness testimony. Sean Griffin and I sat down with two individuals who attended the now infamous Trump rally. They will share their boots on the ground experience both the day of and the day before this rally, the so-called riot, aka the insurrection. This special four-part series will be released over consecutive days in counter to the televised congressional circus. I mean the congressional January 6 hearings. We'll be back for part three right after this. In order to expand our audience to like-minded believers and patriots, you have to tell them about us. How do you do that? I'm so glad you asked. Right now, in this moment, hit that follow button on your podcast and give us a five-star rating. Tell your friends and your neighbors about this community. Share any episode on your social media. If you feel compelled to share that photo of little Johnny who fell in a puddle, then surely sharing an episode of The Grid is just as easy. Help us today. Tell others about the Kingdom Patriot Group and this podcast, The Grid. As we continue Sean Griffin's interview of Calvert, we learn more about the actual events on January 6th, the size of the crowd, and the patriotic heart of the Americans who actually attended this rally. Let's find out what Calvert has to say.
1: Now let's switch attention to January 6th. That morning, I understand it was quite cold.
2: Yes, it was very cold. So we came back the next morning, there was ability to maybe be on the back lawn of where the White House was, and somehow we knew this from a blog or something that we had hooked up with through their emails. It was supposed to start maybe 7 or 6.30. People were getting there before the sun even rose. It was freezing cold. So the day event, how it happened was Trump wasn't going to be the only speaker there was going to be multiple speakers. And then I believe Trump was supposed to speak around 12, but eventually he he ran late. The day of, we just started coming in and, and you had to walk like two miles into the city. People were flooding in from every street, everywhere early in the morning. I mean, it was just so different. The day before was so amazing. And then, January 6th was so different. It made the day before look like it was nothing. There were so many people flooding in from all over the place early in the morning. And before even 7 o'clock, there was at least several hundred thousand people there already. So the, the primary
1: difference between the two days was that January 6th, you had an enormous influx of people.
2: Yes. And it started earlier. And it was colder. So if you look at the White House, and then there's a lawn kind of the, in the back area, and then there's sort of another area that is fenced off, and then there's a road, and then there's another giant lawn area that goes up to the Washington Monument. Everybody was coming into that road area behind the White House, and there was giant, giant telemonitors that would like be for football games or something, and they were set up way above people. There was like one way up into the White House grounds up there somewhere. And then there was one near the road. And then there was one even farther up into the hill of the Washington Monument. I think the Washington Monument, the grass area is six football fields wide. Just that one little area. It was already filling up. By the time like people started speaking, 7, 8 o'clock, there was easily getting close to a million people. It was like an ocean of patriotic wonder. The people had flags, they were wearing red, white, and blue. And it wasn't just that area. It overflowed into blocks to the right and blocks to the left, all the way up around just, first of all, in Washington, the White House block is like a mile long. So it went all the way around the corners, way up past the White House. On either side, there was oceans of people and remember, like I said, the mayor had not let any bathrooms. They were just allowed any porta potties or anything.
1: Yeah, criminal, totally criminal.
2: Yeah, and so people were getting in dire need. Now the same makeup of of the audience was there. Like older people with with canes and walkers okay. and stuff like that were there. You were literally shoulder to shoulder if you got in the crowd, you had to like really hold on because you could have been easily separated and never seen them again. It was a mass of people. I've never experienced that. It was more than any football game that I've been to or anything like that. It was just. Okay.
1: So you're there at the rally. The rally runs roughly seven o'clock up until the point in which Trump speaks. There's a lot of controversy about the things that he said and in particular, questions have been raised constantly about his closing remarks. What do you recall of those closing remarks before you guys transitioned and then began to make your way to the Senate building?
2: To the, the Capitol building? Yes. Uh, like I said, he was supposed to come. He seemed to have run almost an hour late. I can't remember the exact times now, but I think he started to speak right around one o'clock or It was close to an hour late, and it was so cold that day. First of all, it rained, so nobody could sit down. The ground was all soggy. It was very, very windy, cold. So literally, we were already out there almost five to six hours. Everybody was just aching, like their joints were aching. It hurt. We're younger, and I was thinking, boy, I feel sorry for all these older people. Trump finally got there. Everybody was excited, of course, for, you know, he's the main event. Just being honest, I mean, I'd already heard his, his stump speeches many times through the year, you know, he had mm-hmm. done his stump speeches before the election. And really, it was mostly just like his normal stump speech. That's all really he, he did. And he just kind of recapped the stuff he had done over the last few years. The The
1: remarks that seemed to be the most
2: controversial that
1: people keep pointing to, are his closing remarks. Given the distance that you are and given the jumbotrons and, and all that, do you recall what you heard?
2: Yeah. So basically, he just rehashed some of his events. And then at the end, he's like, okay, so this election had been stolen. Basically, he said, we need to go down and peacefully encourage the Senate to do the right thing. And he goes, we'll meet you down there. And so we just started walking to go down there. And it's about two miles from the Washington Monument to the Capitol building. I'm not hearing that you felt inspired
1: to go attend a riot.
2: No, not at all. In fact, so the impression was that Trump was going to meet us down there and we were just going to have like another little rally moment down there. You can imagine like what the crowd was. So just like a football event, you have different cheers and people saying different things and they had flags. So everybody just sort of didn't know what was going on. They just sort of started going that way and figured that there was going to be another like talking moment. So jumping forward, as we got down there and everybody clustered down there like sardines, everyone was like, so what do we do now? (laughs) Like nobody knew what was going on. Where are they going to speak or what's going on? Nobody really knew where Trump or anybody was supposed to be, but it sounded like he was coming. And then we were like, wasn't he coming? Yeah, I think he was, but you know, he never showed up. That's kind of what happened towards the end there as we got down there. So there was no real clear direction. It was... All just, let's have the Senate look at the true facts. That's why the whole crowd was there. And that's the known fact of what Trump wanted to have done. And that's what everybody was there for. They wanted the truth to come out and justice to prevail. That's it. We weren't there. So what I'm hearing is you have a
1: festive crowd that's supportive of what the president is saying and is supportive of the decertification or for the Senate to not certify the vote. And you have a group of, so you have a group of festive people that are now going to turn their attention and head to the Capitol building, but not as an organized hate mob.
2: Right. And there was no plan to go into the Capitol or anything like that seemed like they were going to have some more talking outside the Capitol. That's what everybody seemed to thought. So that is the impression that the crowd had
1: as they made their way to the Capitol building is that somebody was also going to speak again, but also that they were going to go down there to make their voice heard, but it wasn't an angry mob.
2: Right. It wasn't angry. We wanted truth to prevail. Remember, so, It very clearly seemed like there was definite shenanigans with the election, remember, uh, Mm -hmm. just recapping, and that the Senate could decertify and look into this, and there was a procedure to do that. And they may have decided to certify later, but it at least would have given a chance to look at the truth of these things. So that's what we were hoping would happen, is that they would slow down not rush that certification on January 6th and have that certain time frame. I think it was another week or two that they could look at it to check things out during that time. That's what everybody was hoping. So as part of this crowd that is not particularly
1: organized, which means it was not pre-planned, how close did you actually get to the Capitol building? Wait, all that thought. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. You can find us on the web at kingdompatriot.us. Join us in the fight for faith and freedom, Mondays, on your favorite podcast platform. So how close did you actually get to the grounds of the Capitol building?
2: Pretty far back. It was uh, probably a quarter mile or so. You're close
1: enough so that you can see the mass of people between you and the building, but also a mass of people behind you.
2: Correct. Like I said, there was an ocean of people, you know, those giant flags. So there was this giant flag going around, going over everybody's head. And then it went down the hill. A little bit after that, everybody started walking as he ended his speech. We kind of waited just a little bit. We were like the last third of the crowd. Tons of people had already gone down. If you had never been to Washington... You're kind of facing the White House and the Capitol building is to the right and it's two miles to the right. Everything's kind of in a straight line. So there's multiple straight roads that go down there to the Capitol building. People just started streaming. And I mean, not a few people, but packed shoulder to shoulder down every street towards the Capitol, a wave of people going to the Capitol. Peacefully. Yes, peacefully peacefully streaming, talking. They were cheering, waving flags. So as we got past the Aerospace Museum to that next road, we turned around and you could just see, first of all, towards the Capitol, there was an ocean of people. And it wasn't just one side. The Capitol is like a half mile wide. It's a very giant building. There was people all around. It was an ocean of people through all roads, all around it, everywhere. You turned around and looked back towards the Washington Monument two miles away, and there was an ocean, a sea of people still behind us coming in. One thing the news did never convey was the amount of people that were there, and they were all peaceful. So many people were peaceful. If I remember correctly, you are, you were somewhere close to, on the other side of the reflecting pool, but you were right there at the edge. I wasn't anywhere close to the Capitol. I was standing on the opposite side of the reflecting pool near the roadside. So you could just see like an ocean of people there. We just started cheering across the pool to the other people on the other side, America and stuff like that. Okay. So there you are. You're there for a while. When
1: the events that the news media keeps depicting on television When those start to take place, were you close enough to see any of that activity?
0: That's all the time we have today. You will have to listen to the final episode to learn what Calvert saw, experienced, and heard regarding the actual events of January 6th. More to come. Also, don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, your voice is needed.